You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke. Julian, I'm without a mic. I'm sorry. That's fine. I'm just going to sound a lot better than you today. You, well, you most, yeah, yeah, you do quite a bit. But we, I, I was in San Francisco. We actually got our, our uh, computer stolen. Ooh. We were there. I don't think I told you that. But it had like all my, um, like wiring stuff. Huh. Um, so my, like, adapter and everything. So oh, I so you can't plug your mic in. Yes. Exactly. Well, lucky for you, it's a, it's a very simple cable. It's um, like a $3 cable <laughs> on Amazon. And uh, this, but you don't have it. And if you don't have it, the mic doesn't work. So it's true. Forgiven. Forgiven. It's it's true. It's true. Um, so here we are recording another podcast. You might say, well, Kyle, what are you guys recording a podcast for? Why are you um, doing is, this? Kyle doesn't have a mic. What is there to talk about? <laughs> um, you're right. There's not a lot to talk about. But we actually, like I was thinking earlier this week, I was like, what, we, what can we do for topics? And we could talk about like where the wolves will finish in the West. But with all the trading and everything going on, I was like, maybe we make a list of like the most valuable assets for Timberwolves, mm-hmm. and we compare them to each other. Mm. And um, and I get like, I, I guess maybe the list isn't the most valuable assets. It's like right. I mean, yeah. So explain explain what you texted me, and then I'll explain how I approached it or like how I thought about it. Because what you texted me was make a list of like the players from the person you are least likely to want to trade to the most yep. likely to want to trade. Right. And yeah. so basically if the Timberwolves made a trade tomorrow and it was like, Oh my God, this trade involved so-and-so like, who would you be the most upset? And then going down uh-huh. to the bottom of like, Oh my God, the Timberwolves traded so-and-so you're like, okay, cool. Like, okay. And see, I approached this 
at more like less emotionally and more like who do I think they should trade the most? Which I think is a fair list too. So so let's 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 just do it. I think we probably yeah. are both kind of the same guy at the top. Yep. Yeah. Uh Anthony Edwards. Um and I guess I'll go first and you can kind of chime in after. Yeah. How about so, you go and then if I'm different, I'll tell you. Okay. Anthony Edwards, he's 20 years old. You're not like, trading him. Two years, 23 million left on his rookie deal deal. He's gonna get a max deal, but like my question here, and I wrote this in my notes, who in the league has a higher upside than the 20-year-old Anthony Edwards? I honestly don't know. I mean, and, yeah. I saw somewhere, I saw somebody tweeted like, and by the way, when we say the top of the list, we mean the guy we're least likely to yes. want, to, want to trade. Yep, we're going to we go not from, want to trade Ant. Yeah. Um, I saw somebody on Twitter say something like, would you rather have 10 years of Ant or five years of Giannis? And I think it's probably still five years of Giannis because yeah. he's an MVP, you know, but at least like it's a fair thing to think about if you're the Wolves. And like the fact that like we can have that conversation, you know, I mean, it's going to depend a lot what happens this season because I think like, we're also basing a lot of our analysis or our analysis, our, our thoughts on kind of what happened in the playoffs, which was extremely encouraging. Mm-hmm. Well, um, but I, mean, I don't know. What stars in the league right now are you like, if you had the first pick in the draft of like, hey, this is your yeah. team for the next X years, it's like Giannis is there, obviously, Luca, Ja, Jokic. you could convince me Zion is up there, Jokic, Embiid, perhaps. But I I would rather have Ant than Ja for sure. That see, that's like that's a take. Like, yeah. I and I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm just saying that like that is a you like mm-hmm. It's probably something that's not like widely agreed upon. No, I, I just think like given his position and his upside, I think there's a good chance that this is who Jaw is. And I think that's awesome. Like Jaw is great. Um, but I'm, you know, I think you just kind of have to go with the youth and the wing player. Um, yeah. Like we don't, we don't know what ant is. Yeah. And so like, there's something very tantalizing about that. And there's something, there's still like a level of upside that I feel Ant has, especially if he can develop on the defensive side of the ball too, and become like a real two way star, which I think is still very much within the realm of possibility. I I think like that's a type of franchise changing player that I think jaw is probably just on the cusp of being, but I could see Ant getting all the way there. I think, I mean, right now I would rather have Ant than Zion. Just because of the injury stuff. If Zion's like actually healthy, I mean, he's a monster. So I think at that point, I would probably rather have Zion. And Um, Zion's a year older and a year further into his, like what will be his Mm -hmm. max deal, you know? Yeah, the money thing is something else. Yeah, totally. All right. Let's, I I think that's fair. Like, I think everybody agrees at Edwards. Next guy, I have Towns. Do you have, you have Towns? I actually do not. Um, I have Rudy here. Okay. Well, Rudy's my next guy. So, like, I'll explain Towns first and then sure, you, you can go, yeah. into Rudy. So Towns, basically he has seven years left on his deal. He is going to get paid until in Minnesota until he's 32. Um, the next two are for 33 and 35 million. Then it kicks in with the four year, 20, 224 million. So I guess like six years, um, which I mean, like it's a lot of money, but you have a, a guy who is an all NBA player yeah. for the next six years under contract. And, um, I know it's a lot of money. Like certainly that new contract is really going to be. And 
Um, like it's more than what Gobert is getting paid now, but like I will probably look at that contract at the time and be like, yep. Okay. That makes, that makes sense. Um, I don't know. Like the only yeah. way you trade towns is if like things go really wrong in three years, right? but worst case scenario, you're, you're still going to, you're, you're going to get like five first round picks for him. Like, so I guess like, that's my thing. It's like the assets so high that it's like, why would you ever get rid of them? And like, it's him and Edwards. Like that's, that's the consensus. Yeah. I, so I agree with everything you've said. I think the reason that I have Rudy and then towns, cause towns is my next guy. Yeah. Um, I think we just have him flipped it. Like it's, there's two things. One, I think like the fact that the nuclear option for the wolves remains trading towns. Like I, I still really believe that if this all goes South, like that's what you do. And so to me, like that pushes him a spot down on the list of guys I would not want to trade just because like it's in my head that <laughs> if things go south, I, I am going to trade him. Yeah. Um, and then also with Rudy, I think you just paid. So I think Rudy is going to kind of be an impossible guy to move like for forever. Um, and so like, I think if you're trading Rudy, what you're getting back is a not going to be anywhere near what you paid for him, which is not the point. So like that, that's not you, really the most important thing, but it's like, I, I just, I don't think there's really any upside in trading Gobert anymore. Do you mean impossible in the sense that like, you'll, you'll never be able to get back what you gave up. So like, I don't, I think it's unlikely that a Rudy trade will result in positive value for the wolves. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that's, I think that's right. So like, I don't real want to move him. I would still, I would prefer if in a vacuum, like in a vacuum, I would prefer to keep towns. Yeah. I, think, I get what you're saying, but I don't know because there's also like this part of me that, that thinks the Edwards Rudy thing is like really, really interesting. And so I don't know. It's, it's really close. I kind of went back and forth on this. Um, yeah. And I guess like the argument for Rudy is like, I mean, you have him under contract for four more years uh-huh. um, where you have towns under contract for seven and like not that it really makes a difference and i don't think anybody would argue that towns is better than rudy but uh-huh. also like the nba hasn't been convinced of that over the last 10 years like five I years i think there's an argument to it you, you think there's you think rudy is clearly better than towns no 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 i'm saying you could convince either way oh like, yes i agree like i, agree. I, I, I like i would look at both on it on this podcast for yeah. years <laughs> i would literally i could listen to both arguments and be like sure like yeah. towns has not been interested in playing defense in the last Mm -hmm. seven years of his career until recently and he's still a minus player with his emotions and like rudy knows what he does well and he doesn't like in like he knows what he doesn't do well and he doesn't do the bad things where where towns i think sometimes struggles with that so um okay i think it's fair to have both those guys uh next guy i have on my list is jade mcdaniels me too um yeah and i think that's like I think it's pretty obvious. He's 21. He can play multiple positions. There's a reason why he's been like in the Ben Simmons trades. He's been in the, like the, the, like the jazz. If we don't get McDaniels, we want two more first or whatever. It's like, okay. His value is just so high. Yeah. Like 2 million and and 3.9 million left on his rookie deal. And, um, you know, you hope he's not one of those guys that ends up being like, you know, the hypothetical, like this guy can do everything. And like you can figure it out until after you sign him to the big deal. Cause it's like, it'll be interesting to see what he gets, but also like, I'm not trying to trade him at all. No, um, and I'm not either. Yeah. There's, there's like a very small part of me. That's like, 
is he really worth the hype? Like is like if if he's really worth like two firsts, like in the Rudy deal, like is that just too much to pass up on? But then at the same time, it's like no, like you'd rather have him on the team, you know? Like if the Wolves, if the Wolves think he's as good as the rest of the league does, and it certainly thinks seems like they do, otherwise they would have moved him. Then I don't think there's any reason to move him. And so like I guess all parties involved think think he's really good. And so I I, I agree. I think you just keep him. Yeah, there's like multiple parties. I, I agree. I kind of have like fantasy brain, <laughs> you know, where you're always just trying to create value. Yeah. And so it's, I've been thinking about dynasty fantasy football a lot today. Um, and so it's kind of like, I have to get that out of my head and remember like, oh no, the Wolves want to like field a team <laughs> that's going to yeah. win basketball games. It's not just about like accumulating the most like valuable assets that you can cash in. Which, unless you're the Thunder or whatever, the Rockets. <laughs> Next up, I think, I mean, I think our list from here on out is probably going to get kind of wonky. Yeah. Um, I had Kyle Anderson next. Uh-huh. Um, <coughs> excuse me, one more. Bless you. <coughs> um, I don't, I mean, you could, like, literally flip these guys in any, like, in, there's a few guys that I have a little lower on here uh-huh. for reasons, but, like, I don't know. Kyle Anderson, two years, $18 million deal. We just signed him. He, we just saw him play 20 to 25 minutes per game in the playoffs with the Grizzlies. Um, a team that like literally almost beat the champions. Um, like it, it wouldn't be one of those things if I saw like Anderson in a trade tomorrow and I'd be like, Oh my God, how could we ever yeah. get rid of him?" But that's just kind of where we're at in this tier. But also like, I think, and we'll get to Tareen Prince like later. And I, I didn't mind the Prince contract, but like then I saw Anderson's and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I think I like uh-huh. Kyle Anderson way more than I like Prince. He can do all the things he can do better. And yep. um, yeah, I don't know. Who, who do you got here? I have D'Lo here. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I, I, well, this is another one I went back and forth because I know he's lower on your list. Um, I'm just putting things around on my list as we are talking. No, and I, I mean, to me, it's like, this is kind of similar to like, I, I don't really understand what the upside of trading D'Lo is now as your fourth best player, unless like the pay, unless he really wants to get paid, which is totally possible. But I'm kind of like starting to arrive at the train of like, if you can re-sign him to like the Terry Rogier contract and have him be your fourth best player, because like this is the team now, you know? And so I kind of think that like D'Lo walking is sneaky a bad outcome for the Wolves. And yeah. I don't know what you're getting for him in a trade right now. Like I'm, I'm str- like, I feel like if there was a trade out there that was D and something for like a serviceable starting point card, it would have been done. And so I'm concerned about what happens if the wolves say we have to trade D We can't go into the season with D as our point guard and, or when we can't finish the season with D as our point guard, I guess. And like, I think it's a very real possibility that D'Lo and Rudy, it works really well. And we see a good side of D'Lo and that as the fourth option on the team, he is, his weaknesses are minimized enough. I think he has to buy in, but I still think the highest upside scenario for the Wolves that I can think of, is like a bought in D'Lo. It's not whatever you're getting back in the D'Lo trade. So I just think that's worth the risk at this point. Well, let, let's go into my D'Lo then, because I, I had D'Lo sure. as like dead last on my list. Yeah, um, I figured you would. And it honestly isn't so much about like that I don't like him. 
it's more of the fact that he is an expiring $31 million deal. And if you don't, like, if you're not bringing him back next year, you're a losing that spot. That's like, true. Your salary spot. Um, so it's like, and yeah, like if, you're not, if you're not resigning him, you have to, trade if, him. if your goal is like, Hey, we're going to bring Dilo back on a four year, $80 million deal. Right. And, right. and like, which yeah. I think is actually fine. Like I'm, I'm, yeah, for, I'm totally. for that move. But I guess my my move is like all indications of like the Timberwolves do not like D'Lo or like when yeah. Tim Connolly came in, like the rumors ramped up and now suddenly it looks like all your moves have been made. Um, and and like you don't have another point guard. So like yeah. before you had Beverly and you could like convince me that like Beverly could be the, the stand in point guard if you got someone else or whatever. But now it's like unless like this pipe dream of like a Kyrie Irving thing happens in minnesota which like i don't even know it would be a good thing right um i just like don't really get it so like uh-huh. and then the other question is like what is Dilo willing to take is like is his is Dilo accepted the fact that like right he's not gonna sign for a max wherever right. he goes next because or is there a team out there and i don't know who that team is like is it i don't even yeah i don't know who it is but like is there a random team out there that would be like hey Dilo, we want to sign you for two years, 60 or three to 90 where suddenly the, the Timberwolves aren't able to get them. So like, I don't know. Again, I'm not saying it's really, really, really hard dude. because like Jalen Brunson just made $120 million or whatever, you know? So it's kind of like if you're D'Lo, you're probably sitting there and you're like, I'm better than fucking Jalen Brunson. Yeah. And maybe you're not, (laughs) but if you're dealer, you're definitely thinking that you're wanting, probably wanting to get paid like that. And so I, I totally, I like agree with you on all points here. I just like for all for like the amount of rumors that we heard coming out of the building that like the Wolves just hated D'Lo. Yeah. Like as soon as Connolly came in or even before Connolly came in. Um, and I guess that's, that's the part that I'm wondering is I'm just like wondering how much of that was actually Connolly because yeah. a lot of that was before. Um, and it, you know, we made fun of the D'Lo stands for like, saying that because Connolly said that he liked D'Lo in a press conference that, you know, D'Lo was staying, which, you know, to be fair, again, no one's going to take shots at their own player um, heading into the off season, unless you're Doc Rivers. But yeah. I think, but, but I will say like, I just wonder how much the D'Lo thing has changed now that Rudy's here. Like now that the move, the big move has been made and D'Lo is still on the team. I wonder if the Wolves are just kind of like, oh, well, it, like we like Dilo more than what else is out there, and then yeah, and then like if you're like interested in an extension, I'm totally fine. I guess yeah, like I would not be upset to see him traded. Yeah, what I, I don't want to see is like Dilo traded for future like a like a young player and a couple of future assets. Like like why why are you trying to? Which you know they might even have to. They might not even be able to get that for him, but it's like, well, I, I don't want D'Lo traded for future assets because it's like that you're going for it. So like now is not the time to recoup value. Now is the time to try to win games. So I guess it's just, I feel like they have to handle this very, very carefully. And I hope that they were good enough at building relationships. So like the option of D'Lo coming back is still on the table because yeah, him just like walking at the end of the year or like forcing a trade that makes the Wolves do something they don't want to do. Like that's the worst case scenario. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we both like agree. Um, yeah, totally. For for the most part, it's just, yeah. I Like I, I do agree that his, like he has extreme value to this team. Yeah. But also like given what you've been able to like 
yeah drum up for offers it seems like his trade value is not super high it's been tough um all right my get my next person on my list uh was jordan mclaughlin okay see i have d-lo j-mac and then anderson so this is good okay so pretty similar or um yep. let's get into mclaughlin i guess uh it seems like he's like I, I don't know who else would be the team's backup point guard i think it's him it, it seems like it's him and 2.1 million guaranteed this year 2.3 million next which is crazy yeah, the cheap. value is just ludicrous right and that's like that's part of it like it's he'd like, be he, stupid to trade him w- w- like you you think about like this roster and like we already went through mcdaniels and it's like you have mcdaniels right and like that's where we talk about guys like go bear and towns like getting paid a lot but it's like yeah. for the next two years you're getting two guys that are probably going to play 25 minutes a game 20 yep. to minutes a game and it's like mcdaniels and mclaughlin are making 4.1 million combined next yeah. next year and they're making a combined uh 6.2 the year after yeah you're getting your starting three and your backup point guard for like less than torian prince money right so it's you like know you're, you're able to kind of it's like the nfl where it's like there's oh, no man, reason to walk away from that yeah it's like the nfl where you have like a rookie quarterback and totally and, um he's a 65 six sorry 65th highest uh, paid point guard in the NBA next year. Um, you know, the, the question, right, is like we have not seen him produce over a full season. No, We've, that's we, true. Saw it, we saw it two years ago in a spurt, and then we saw it last year in the playoffs. Um, you know, but but it, it, it seems like it seems like he's earned it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want do you have anything to say about Kyle Anderson at all? Um, like I mean, we're over him, but I just I don't. I don't want to like, no, I think he's a great signing. I think he's like, no, I just think he's like your sixth best player, you know? Yeah. And you shouldn't trade that guy unless you have like a, I don't know, like some offer like blows you away, but he's like your sixth best player playing a really important role coming off the bench and he's on a good contract. So I just don't think you should trade that guy. (laughs) Smart. Um, My next guy, I have Jalen Noel and like, this is sneaky because you could actually tell me that I, he could go lower on this yeah. list, and it actually doesn't have anything to do with his skill set. Um, who do you have in this spot? I have Noel as well. Okay, so I, no, Noel's in the last year of his rookie year, one point nine million, and like I, I really like Jalen Noel, and like so does Chris Finch by all accounts, and it seems like he's going to yeah. be a guy that plays a lot of minutes for this team and is going to get a huge opportunity last year, 8.5 points. He's 23 years old, shot 40% from the three point line. My only question with Jalen, Owell has nothing to do with him. Like contributing. It's like, what's next? Like, what, mm-hmm. like, so let's say he has a good year, which we all want to happen. Do you give him a four year 60? Does he get a four year 50? Like, and and for this team, is it worth it? Right? Like, yeah. I and I don't know the answer to that, but I, I put him a little bit higher because like he isn't expiring and wonder if Tim Connolly will do something similar he did with Malik Beasley of like, yeah, yep. I know this guy can have a bigger role, but like we can find something else like for a fourth of the price to like fill in what he can do. Yeah. I think that that's probably true. I think there's like a lot of like, I mean, it really depends what he does this year, you know, because there's like a long history of kind of like second round gunners looking good when they're like looking good and they're just kind of not doing anything. Um, I mean, I think if he's like a guy where you can 
where you can be having the conversation about like paying him 460 and him continuing to fill this role on an ongoing basis, like that's a win. And then aside from that, can you find somebody cheaper? I mean, you don't really have very many draft assets anymore. So unless you're trading him to get somebody in the draft, you know, or like, I don't know. And that's another thing, right? Like if you trade him in February and he's a contributing player, it's right. That's the trade. That's the upside there. But your team gets pissed, right? Because it's like the fan base will hate that because you're trying to win. Um, I don't. Yeah. It's just a hard thing overall. It's like you can't trade him if he's good and you can't trade him if he's bad. And it's, it's another thing. It's like, he didn't play in the playoffs last year. Like he wasn't in the rotation until like there were some injuries and he like, or foul trouble and he had to play. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have Wendell Moore Jr. Next on my list. Who do you have? Okay. Yeah. And mostly it's just cause like he's on a four year, $11 million deal. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, he's a first round rookie. You don't know, really know what you are are, going to get. Yep. Um, yeah, so I, I think that speaks for itself. Next up, I have Tareen Prince. Me too. Um, like I, I liked his deal right away. Um, I still I like the, his deal. Yeah, well, now that the specifics have come come out, because right away it was like the two year fourteen or two year sixteen or whatever that was reported, and now it, like it's been reported that's a one year seven point one million is guaranteed. Um, which actually mm-hmm. sounds. Like I actually like that a lot now because it's best case scenario. He's a rotational player for you um, that that can play minutes and like, you know, he can be your your eighth guy. Worst case scenario. He's a contract that you can flip at the deadline for another expiring contract. Like let's say you, you like, let's just say hypothetically you combine Tareen Prince, Jalen Noel and Nas Reed. Right for a, you know, got like $12 million for a $12 million contract. Exactly. It's also expiring. Exactly. And that's the, the mean, upside. The big thing, the reason he's low on my list is not because I don't like Torian Prince. It's because I think he's like very tradable. Yeah. You know, and somebody who is also kind of now with Kyle Anderson, somewhat replaceable and probably is not going to have a huge role. I mean, he'll definitely play, but I, yeah, I just, I just think that like there's not really too much. I, I think like, he's very usable in trades and he's not so important to the team that it's like, I can't part with him. And I think that that, that's like the most valuable kind of trade guy. Oh, you and I talked about this a lot last year with Beverly and like, he actually ended up getting traded, but like sometimes it seems like guys just sign contracts and the team sign them to that amount, literally just to trade them. Yeah. And now, Need like the fifteen million dollars salaries and yeah. seven million dollars salaries to make. And now any that I see trades. like the yeah the expiring seven million dollar deal, I'm like, hmm, seems like you signed him just to trade him, which is genius yeah. because he fits into your cap and like you're, yeah. you don't have to like yeah. Um, and and, then, and and like he's not mad about it. I mean, he's getting paid seven you know seven more money probably than he would have made. Yeah, it's a win, it's a win for him. Hell? He's getting his yeah. salary, so yeah, he doesn't care. No. And then I had my next guy uh, before Gilo because I already said he was last. I have Nas Reed. Yeah. Um, You too? Yeah. Yeah. He's my last guy. I think you should trade Nas Reed. Yeah, I I totally agree. Like, A, you have the two highest paid centers in the league um, right now. And, like, obviously Jokic will go above that and so will Embiid. But, like, he's getting paid $1.9 million. 
And I think we've like praised Gerson Rosas and, and um, his staff for like getting McLaughlin and Nas Reed in the same and yep. Noel in the same draft class. Um, but I think like Reed is kind of what he is now. He's like a fun backup center. He's six foot nine. He can shoot. Um, like he's a contributor, but like you're not signing him for two years, 10, 20 million because your center position spoke no. for like you can't pay three guys, you know, the equivalent of a hundred million dollars a year at one position. So no, um, it's, it's his last year in Minnesota. And I would be surprised if um, he wasn't moved. I mean, I think he still has some value too. So yeah. I think you should 100% trade him. Totally. Like a team that, that needs a big or needs a backup big at some point. I think he's like a good yep. guy to, yeah, to put in the stocks. Yeah. All right. Well, Hey, that was cool. a fun exercise. Yeah. Um, this was fun. It was fun. Um, okay. Well next week, I don't know what we're going to talk about. We'll talk about something. Maybe we'll talk about more like NBA news overall. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be um, good. Just to do a little catch up and, and like a little debrief on some of the moves, but yeah, totally. um, sweet man. Well, thank you for cool. the late, the late night Wednesday pod. You got it. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks all. See you.